Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. The libido fairy. When we speak of a person's libido, we typically think of how sexual they are. What kind of desire do they have? Most people also tend to think of it as a random thing that you either have or don't have, something you were born with, as in some people have a high libido and others have little to no libido. Here's where I come in. I believe that everyone naturally has a high libido. They have to. If our libidos are tied to our reproduction, to the survival of the species, then it makes sense that everyone would have one, doesn't it? The idea of some people having a high libido and others not, and that's just the way it is, also fits the allopathic narrative of you not having any control about what goes on in your body. You are just the hapless victim. Or maybe the libido fairy came along and waved her wand and gifted some people with a salaciousness, but then skipped over you. I totally disagree with this notion. Everyone can have a voracious sex drive. Everyone does. If it's not apparent, then it's just buried under any number of blocks, beliefs, and traumas that have happened to a person. This is part of the Anami guarantee that everyone can. Every person has a ravenous libido. It may just be obscured and hidden under the surface. Let's say that you grew up in a religious household where sexuality was shamed. Do you really think that you would emerge with a healthy relationship to your sexuality? Or is it more realistic to think that you would have spent years trying to suppress it, even unconsciously, in order to conform to the messages you were given? Women receive this message big time. They are allowed two choices, sexually, virgin or whore. Most opt for virgin. They close down their sexual natures to avoid judgment and vitriol. Have you ever noticed how when women get insulted, they'll often be called a slut or a whore, you whore. <laughs> like, it's become this general perjurative term to squelch the sexuality of women. I do not believe that women are any less sexual than men. They've simply received much more discouragement and shaming around their sexuality. So they are less likely to think or even feel that they are sexual beings. It's been programmed out of them or shamed out of them. Or if somebody has any kind of sexual trauma or wounding in their past, that's likely to shut down their sex drive. And frankly, a lot of people 
people are in this category because the truth of what sex really is has been muddied over and hidden through the millennia. And I talked about this at length in my censorship of sex podcast episode a couple of weeks ago. People's sexual expressions are so often very mutated and they become destructive rather than procreative as they are meant to be. And by procreative, I mean generating new life, not only baby life, but in everything you do. Another thing that can happen in relationships and often does is that a couple starts out hot and heavy and you've heard or maybe even been told the stories, um, as in or you've even told the stories that they spend the first year or two years having sex everywhere, in the car, on the kitchen counter, all day, every day, and then the drive fades away. A woman client of mine had this familiar story. She'd been in a relationship for six years and for the last three of those years, she claimed to have a low libido. She had very little desire for sex with her partner, even though things had been off the charts initially. And I asked her what happened at the three-year mark. And she said that there were some significant issues that had come up in the relationship that had never been fully resolved. And she still held resentment about what had happened. And surprise, surprise, she's had a low libido ever since. So... Was it the libido fairy? Did she come along and ping, just take away my client's libido? Or was the disappearance of her libido tied into the fact that she didn't really want to have sex with her partner any longer because she didn't want to have sex with him any longer? There was that much unresolved stuff in their relationship that it had stained their connection and their desires for each other. You get a point if you go with the latter as the cause. People often don't make the connection. They chalk up their diminished sex drive to time, familiarity, children, age, whatever. Those are not the culprits. I know plenty of couples with decades under their belts, 60-hour work weeks, and lots of kids who are still hot for each other. When you address past issues and make an effort to continually keep the space between you clear and open, your libido will rise up again. Flow begets flow. Overriding your body is another action that can result in a decreased sex drive. Let's say, let's say this client of mine, the female, kept forcing herself to have sex, even though she didn't really want it and her body wasn't really feeling it. She would be slathering on the artificial lubricant to even have sex because her not turned on vagina would not be generating its own fluids. The more she does this, the more she doesn't listen to her body and her vagina, the more disconnected she becomes. The issue gets worse. For men, the overriding can often come in the form of porn-induced masturbation. So rather than a natural source of stimulation, they are giving themselves a hypersexualized, lust-infused, fake version that is setting their bodies up for a dopamine addiction and depletion. The steady rise of Viagra use is linked to a top cause, which would be excessive porn use. The natural libido goes down as their testosterone production goes down as well. 
So how do we revive the libido and bring it back to life? Number one, clear your blocks. You've heard me talk about this all the time. This is the running shoes analogy I've mentioned before. All humans were born to run. The amazing book by Chris McDougall, Born to Run, talks about this, one of my favorite books on the planet. But what's messed us up over the years and the eons has been, wait for it, running shoes. There has never been a shred of evidence to show that running shoes with all of their complicated pseudo corrections have ever benefited us. On the contrary, they have messed us up. Our bodies, knees, and feet know exactly what to do. We've been running and fucking since the inception of our species. Any injuries or interferences have been layered over what we already naturally do so we remove them. Much of my work is about this, finding and clearing away the debris, I call, I call it demon hunting, that has accumulated over time. These can be incidents of sexual abuse, unhealthy relationships, and limiting beliefs that we have internalized about sex. Secondly, we kickstart it. We get in motion. Just do it. Start having sex, whether you're with yourself or with your partner. Commit to a 30-day sex challenge. I have a YouTube video on how to set this up, but really, it's as simple as it sounds. Have sex every day for 30 days. Then you will harness Newton's laws of motion, of momentum. Once an object is in motion, it stays in motion. <laughs> so unless you are are so blocked up that you need to go back to step one and clear your blocks first, then commit to just fucking doing it. For many people, though, the act of prioritizing sex and committing to it sets in motion a new habit and a pattern in their lives. Their bodies and their brains get so high from all the sex that they now crave sex as a way to experience daily ecstasy. And who wouldn't want that? Thirdly would be boost it. I believe that the source of a low libido is mental and emotional. I do not buy the concept that there are just certain times during a person's life, like during part of their menstrual cycle or in middle age or after having a baby that they naturally have a lower libido. I do think that after a while of making certain choices or sweeping numerous issues under the rug and getting used to a way of existing that these patterns then become cemented into the brain and in the body and in our neurochemistry. So we give the body a boost while we are doing the internal, emotional, and mental re-examining and healing. I've created a line of herbal tinctures, my sex nectars, that are scientifically proven to do exactly this. They are formulated with high quality, super potent herbs, known for their libido boosting effects. We have a male and a female formula as well as a tincture to help mend broken hearts. Yes, there is a herb out there meant to address and heal breakups. Our male and female blends both contain organic saffron, which is probably the most powerful libido booster and mood booster on the planet. It's been the subject of countless studies as an aphrodisiac and also has rivaled Prozac in its clinical trials for its antidepressant effects. 
So my main message here is that anyone can have a high libido. If you don't right now, it's because something has gotten in the way of it coming out in its pure, joyous, and voracious form. Your libido is your barometer. Rather than a fancy, you're lucky if you get it, gift from the libido fairy, your libido is your oracle. It tells you what's what. If it's low, then there are areas where over the years it has been silenced, and now it's your job to help it find its voice again. And I can help you to do that. My Well-Fucked Woman Salon opens for registration on July the 15th. This is my premier online program for women. In it, we cover block clearing and trauma healing, how to self-pleasure, converting sexual energy into creative energy, breast massage and rejuvenation techniques, how to have vaginal orgasms, all my sexual wisdom and tips for the best ever hand jobs, blow jobs, and my deep throating secrets pretty much patented. The connection between being well fucked and being a cash magnet. Also check out my line of sex nectars, salacious for her and hard roots for him in the Anami Alchemia online shop. Information and a free preview video series on the well fucked woman, as well as a link for my shop are on my website, kimanami.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms. <laughs>